And welcome to The Buzzcast, the official podcast of the Stinger Bee League, an unofficial but officially fun Killer Queen Black League. Good evening, everybody. We are your hosts for tonight. My name is Kyle. I'm Blake. We have, well, Blake, what can I say? We've got a really special episode lined up today, don't we? We've got uh, something we've never done on The Buzzcast before. Yeah, that's right. But before we get there, Kyle, I'm sorry, this is a, a, a tangent, but it just occurred to me right now. Why didn't we ask Jackie if this could be an official Killer Queen Black podcast when she was on? We could have changed our opener. That's a good point. Well, the, technically, uh, it's the the Killer Queen Black League. Uh, Stinger Bee League is unofficial, but officially fun. I don't know if this podcast is fun at all. <laughs> it is quite me. fun. It's quite fun. Oh, okay. oh, I see what you're saying. Stinger, Stinger Bee League is not unofficial. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. I'm sorry. Now I'm just I'm just listening to our open first time ever. Fifteen episodes. That's not standing. What's going on there? Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Sorry. Yes. Uh, we have a uh, we have a third chair. We do. Why don't you introduce her, Blake? Uh, you know her as the Queen of Snail. Uh, her name is Victoria, and uh, she's also Queen Bee fan favorite uh, and perennial uh, good time teammate, Victoria. Hi guys, so happy to be here. Thanks on your podcast uh, for all the amazing shout outs you give me throughout the uh, season and podcast. I'm very excited for today. Welcome back, Victoria. We're really happy to have you. We're going to get to your music segment soon, but I just want to start it off with uh, just looking around. Uh, I, you know, Blake, I've been trying to think of ways to expand on the things we talk about in the Buzzcast. And, you know, I've recently been watching a little bit of the B-Game League games on uh, on the QP mini-bosses, and I saw this one game I really want to talk about. So before we lead into last week's game recaps, can we talk about that for a minute? Absolutely. That's so cool, Kyle. I, I really would love to hear about that. Yeah, it, it's it's a lot of fun. And, and maybe this is something that should create a topic for later on that we can speak to. But I saw something in a game that I have never seen before. Oh, cool. yes, yes. And it's something that harkens back way, way to our very first episode. Do you remember what our first episode was, Blake? No, I don't. No, it was a berry special first episode, <laughs> right? Yeah. So it was all about berries. And you said a number of things about berries. But what was, if you think, think back to it here, what was one of the things you said about berries that almost never happens? Wow. Uh, so I definitely have no recollection of anything that I said last of 15 episodes. So I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. This is fun. I'm gonna, what, so you're saying, what did I say never happens with berries? Yes. And it's something that's unique about berries mm. that separates them from snail strategies or military oh, strategies. Oh, oh, was there a, was there a berry, like um, a drought? Like, yes. did, did, they, did they run out of berries? There, oh, cool. There was a berry famine. Famine, yeah, wicked. Yeah. So I was watching the Tier 1 uh, East matchup between the Penguin Peeps and the Deep Blue Sea, and they were playing on the Split Juniper. Okay. And it was, it was really fascinating because I believe it was the i think it was the penguin peeps that was trying for i i, I haven't i don't I haven't gone back and watched it i should have really rewatched it before talking about it. but i think it was the penguin peeps that was trying for a berry strategy and then deep blue sea was really trying to you know get their military in the other team's face uh and eventually uh eventually one of the penguin peeps got up and was was ledging uh in uh, deep blue seas hive they were down to one berry and they were they were and the other team was ledging 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 and finally they the berry team had to relent and start to military up to try to counter 
and they were okay. they were going they're going and it, this was a long game and all of a sudden one of the QP mini bosses says points out it's like are we are are we in a famine and <laughs> so it was and that and and that was it and I've never seen that happen in a game before Blake wow neat that's so cool I haven't either like I've conceptualized like I can understand how it could happen but just the way our league play happens. We never anywhere near that, but cool. Wow. Was it, how did it change the gameplay? You know, once both teams realized what was going on, it became a snailitary game. I guess, of course. I mean, Econ is no longer reviable. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember how it ended, but, uh, you know, it gets to a point where, you know, military doesn't become very viable either once the soldiers are gone, because now you've got, you know, the two queens as the only know military capable players so it was really fascinating and again i don't remember if that's actually how it ended i think that it was an attempt at a snail victory and i think it was still resolved itself uh with one of the queens uh getting stabbed for that fatal blow but uh, i will post a link to this matchup between the penguin peeps and the deep blue sea in the podcast description time stamped for when this famine hit because it was really something it was really something to watch you don't see famines in these matchups very often, that's for sure. Very cool. Very oh, cool. you know how yeah. much I love a military uh, victory, so it was very exciting for me. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> I know you do, Victoria. <laughs> All right. So with that in mind, let's. Uh, that's that's from the B-Game League. Let's bring things back to our own league, the Stinger B-League, which, remember, Blake, is unofficial, but... It's officially. That's right. Okay. So... We had a little bit of a personnel issue in uh, the second matchup of last week's games, didn't we, Blake? Yeah, absolutely. So um, that was these nut versus nailed it, and I was hoping that Victoria could perhaps walk along. Yeah. Just before we get to that, though, uh, so one of the reasons why we need Victoria here is because I ended oh, up yeah. having to play both the matchups, right? Right. Right. Yes, sure did. Uh, it's our uh, Swedish Barry, uh, Kyle Mastravic, absent due to uh, time zone related sleeping. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. But uh, yeah, so I was not able to take notes. However, Victoria very kindly stepped up to speak on the podcast and to contribute to the game recap. So I'm going to leave it to you two. Take it away. Why don't you tell us what happened last week? Yeah, so Victoria is going to do the first for us, and that match was Bees Nuts versus Victoria. Why don't you tell us how that all went down? Okay, that match of Bees Nuts versus Nailed It. Uh, we actually saw the first loss of the season from Bees Nuts, um, and Nailed It are now our new undefeated champions thus far. Congratulations to them. Very, very hard fight by Bees Nuts. Uh, and, uh, and I gotta say, watching both you guys, uh, Kyle and Blake, as queen, and that uh, both sets, or I guess it's the first that was absolutely mesmerizing you guys just uh, were doing this beautiful dance around all the maps and yeah i could not stop watching you it was uh wonderful uh the first do you know that the do you know that the second game of the first set was over 100 seconds long that's what that's over a minute and a half it was. that's pretty long for wow. us yeah it was one of the longest not the longest game this so far compared to others um, so that first set uh, was uh, a universe match. Um, again, very tight, very strong um, work from both uh, b- both. Teams. And then in the end, it was uh, Barry Hold Dunker taking it. 
Uh, last set uh, was 3-0 and for Berry Hole Dunkers um, and definitely put up a hard fight uh, from Nuts and trying out on um, Queens and Gary really showed how much proving as lean for that team. Um, and uh, But in the end, uh, Berry Hole Dunkers uh, really um, in the game with strong support from Stefan and Jeff uh, with uh, supporting kills. Beautiful, beautiful. That's very cool. So the other game of last week was uh, the single lasers, Barry Hall Dunkers. Uh, Barry Hall Dunkers won this one in two straight sets. Both sets, Barry Hall Dunkers had an econ, which I thought was quite cool. I, I personally loved something that I just loved to see, those berries. Um, <clears throat> again, not, not big in the meta for our league thus far, so cool and unique. Both sets went to four games, and all the single lasers managed just one win per set. Uh, in the first one, it was a military win, and in the second one, nail win. Now, I'd like to take the unique opportunity of having a player from all the single lasers here tonight to can, Victoria, can all the single lasers find their way. We're at the midway point of the season, and this team that many of us, uh, Stinger B League podcasting community, predicted to be one of the real... Uh, powerhouses of the season have yet to produce a win oh my gosh can they turn it around are you at the halfway point wow that went by fast well this season remember is shorter than last we 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 dialed it back to what had been two so it's just uh six weeks right gotcha um well this season we're all really enjoying trying out new things strategies having means um you and honestly it's been a lot of fun we've learned a lot i think um we're all wanting to diversify in what you have traditionally done in previous seasons um so i'd say that that has been a lot of fun i think that learning has been more very valuable even if we are maybe not winning the games um but i have to say we're all getting pretty antsy to have a win for us so we're hoping that our practice and experience thus far with different strategies like trying to improve econ approach um and all of us building up our uh uh, skills will help us later in the sports more wins we've got definitely got a lot of potential and i think we just have to continue finding how to mesh together as in to bring it all very cool i have a little doubt you you have a believer over here yeah so two believers I think you guys will do just fine. It's just, it's just, it's just been curious to watch thus far. But I really feel like, you know, as you mentioned, Troy, you guys are are not afraid to branch out and try new things. And in the long run, that will pay off. Of course, it's just to me, it's just the question of will it pay off in the is the long run six weeks or is it longer? Uh, because with the abbreviated, you know, you only have so much time. Of course, with every team making the playoffs, all you have to do is win your last two game season. Ah, that's a so good point. We'll, we'll have to keep that in as we keep that in mind as we're strategizing. Mm-hmm. Now, before we get away from the topic of last week's games, Blake, I just want to invoke last week's podcast episode where we talked about where we we pondered whether or not military was a viable strategy or not or at least i pontificated mm-hmm. over that mm-hmm. so you know and let, let's face it so bees nuts my team versus snailed it your team well you your snailed it rolled over bees nuts uh and all the victories were military victories correct well i i, I think so except except military victories aren't real I think. well That's there is that saying, so uh, that that aside, though, te- uh, technically, yes. <laughs> right? Technically, so yeah. So I, I I now I don't know if you're feeling smug about that or not, but uh, how, how are you? How are you feeling about uh, about putting that feather in your in your cap? <laughs> well, I it, I guess I guess smug is the word. I don't know. It sounds it sounds 
sounds rude, but yeah, maybe it describes it. I mean, I will tell you this, and it was intentional. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, my team, you know, when we, my team, we got together with game just straight up. You know, the, the, our point of motivation was, hey, the other team thinks that military victory. Let's show, let's show them they are. Mm-hmm. So that was, I mean, that's what it came down to, and maybe that was, maybe that's what it took to get us fired up. But not that we had a particular kind of, uh, you know. Um, attachment to that that victory form but it was just it was just sort of right. <laughs> like an extension of the art right. of the previous podcast so yeah we did we did go out of our way to make sure that all of us were military. yes and and that that was evident and what i what i want to bring this back to is the criteria that i laid out or at least i attempted to lay out in the last podcast and i'll try to lay it out a little bit more clearly here as to please like as to what is a military victory versus what you know, is just the other queen dying or putting themselves in a, in a tough situation. Yes, please. Right. So one of those criteria, I feel you met. I think for someone to say that they've achieved a military victory or they've, for a team to say that they employed successfully a military strategy, number one is that they have to be trying to kill the queen, mm-hmm. right? That is the that is that is number one. If if it's if you're trying to do something else, you're not employing a military strategy. If it's you know if the queen is just flying into your fla- uh, into your flail, then you're not you're not successfully employing a military strategy. But if you're going after the queen, that's the first part of it. The second component was the team's queen kills per minute, and I have to say that in the first set. Or in the sorry, in the second set of that matchup, you pulled that off. You your team had a three point nine six queen kills per minute, and in my books, you're trying to do military. You've got above three queen kills per minute. I'd say that in the second set, you you pulled that off. Wicked, right? In the first set that went to universe, however, you had a two point two one queen kills per minute, mm-hmm. which is well below that threshold, and was and you had a two point seven six. Queen's kills per minute overall. Now, don't get me wrong. You won both the sets. You won in straight sets, right? But mm-hmm. my my point about military isn't so much whether or not having a military strategy is is possible. It's whether or not it's efficient when put, when put up against other forms of uh, other paths to victory. And in my books, if you're doing below a three queen kills per minute, that's it's not as it's not as efficient. So, so I'm going to say you you obviously you you won you won with the with you know what Killer Queen Black considers a military victory, but I'm just not sure. It was pretty close. Don't get me wrong, two point seven six is close to that threshold, but I'm just not confident that that really counts as being more efficient than other strategies you might have employed. All right. All right. Sorry. I just need a second. I'm getting really dizzy from how fast the goalposts are moving. But, <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I mean, I, 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 I do hear what you're saying, but I would ask you this. If it took five minutes to win with Econ, would it no longer be a, 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 an, an Econ win? It's, it's a reasonable question. I'd say it wouldn't be a very efficient one, but in our experience, we've seen that the econ victories tend to happen, you know, fairly quickly. Our our, our average uh, our average match time in season three was less than a minute. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. So, yeah, and better. I mean, I mean, maybe by that argument, an efficient berry strategy would require uh, a twelve berries per minute rate of of like successful tossing or or dunking. Uh, yeah. Huh. Right? Okay. Okay. Right. So, so All that's right. that's a, a it's it's a reasonable question, Blake. Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe we're not going to agree on this, and that's fine. It's it's very interesting. It's 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 super interesting. And but yeah, I I this the podcast effect was extremely real in that matchup. We definitely <laughs> we definitely our play style was was determined by by the content spot. So that's that's and you cool. also have Stefan mm-hmm. on your that's team. Cool. Which is a hard to do any other well, strategy. Yeah, he's <laughs> well, no, he's he, I mean he's always going to do Stefan. So it's just what the, what are the rest to do? And we can work around, especially because he's queen at one of, one of every set these days. So. Definitely. Also, one more thing about that match. Kudos to Gary, who actually seated in gate control over Stefan. 56.8%. Very nice gate control, Gary, on that one. That's very true. Yes, yes. All right. Well... I, I think this conversation around military strategy as a path to victory or as an efficient path is going to be an evolving topic. I'm not quite sure that I've landed on what I'm really trying to say about military exactly. I, I, I'm, I'm not fully committed to the idea that it's not a path to victory. I'm, I'm leaving, I'm go, I'll leave that door just a crack open, but I think there's still more to be said as we evolve the conversation. But for now, let's move away from last week's games and let's take a look at where that's left us in the standings, Blake, because they're different now. They are. There's a bit of separation. Last week we had two ties in our fourth league, and now everything's sort of flattened out. So Snailed It is at the top for the moment with three wins and zero losses. The Beasles is just behind with two wins and loss. Barry Hall Dunkas behind them with one win and two losses. And last but not least is all the single lasers, O and so I noticed last right. episode, you guys were talking about flexion for each of the teams and how Barry Hill Dunkers doesn't actually have one. And I, I have a proposal for you guys. Okay. What about something like Barry Hill Dunkers? Maybe. Like it. <laughs> Barry Hill Dunkers. Sort of a game show. Yeah, of. that's what I was thinking. We could, we could think about it. <laughs> game show host. <laughs> I don't know where to go with that. <laughs> Why don't I love we... it? I think it's I great. It's, it is fantastic. Okay, well let's let's test it out, Victoria. Since you have that inflection going why don't we uh give you as your guest co-host role a chance why don't you tell us what next week's games are all right sure kyle uh, next week our first match these nuts versus all the single later um followed by nailed it versus very whole dunkers uh any thoughts on matchups from both you guys yeah blake what what do you think the uh, keys to success in these matchups are going to be other, sure, other than maybe sure. Bees Nuts trying something other than snail, uh, other than snailatory. Well, I mean, I guess so. I think that Bees Nuts trying snailatory might be okay against all the lasers who, as we've discussed, yet kind of rounded form and are still sort of finding themselves. So I think, I, I think probably for Bees Nuts sticking to what what they are working on is probably for the best. Meanwhile, all the single lasers in the other corner, I really feel like they need to, to dial it in. We're halfway through the season, and it's probably time for them to. To decide who they are, as they can, you know, fiddle faddle all they want, but they may be fiddle faddling into fourth place now because of the format of our league. That doesn't mean they're out anything at all. I mean, they could do that and, and then crush everybody in playoffs, win their last games earlier. But it's hard to do that when you don't have an identity. So I want to see all the single to dial in on. As, as far as the next matchup goes, Snail it versus the Berry Hole Dunkers. Oh man, I have a tough time with them because. I am enjoying the Barry Hole Dunkers with their their uh, econ wins and and their econ attempts. It's been very cool to see. Um, I think that that focusing on that is going to bring them success, especially because this week they are going to have a substitute player. Our friend Sclover will be uh, to substitute for Tim, who is out of town. So 
and you know, as as he does most things, uh, Glover does berries very well. So so they definitely have a chance at that. Uh, as far as nailed it goes, I think that they they have proven themselves with military, and I think that they they can rest on their laurels a bit on that, and maybe try some maybe. Maybe diversify because that that strategy is not always going. So it's time for them to it's time for them to flex a bit and um, stretch out and, and trust it. So we'll see. I don't I don't know what's in their heads. Those guys, they're regular clean players or anything. But I I'm hoping that they can either try counter with some berries themselves or or you know the the good old snail. Well, it's going to be exciting to see what happens one way or another. I'll be looking forward to these games. Be looking forward to have Joe joining us for another match. He's been a great addition to the to the league. We're uh, we're not going to be able to use him as an asterisk at this rate. He's you know playing every week. Ah, <sighs> too good. Joe, Joe's Damn amazing. It. Him and I have been doing berry practice orials and showing you all the place to stand from on to either uh, throw in or uh, bind throw in. But that's been super. Unreal. That's so cool. So cool. Yeah, he's been so. Victoria is, as you might have guessed, a woman of many talents. She's not only snail, uh, she's a wild ass queen. Turns out she's working on. She's straight up practicing berries in her off time. She's also a singer songwriter, <laughs> uh, and 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 just just an excellent performer. And we are so proud to announce that Victoria is here tonight, not just for color commentary, but to play us a song she has written about Black. Yes, and about Stinger B League in in the worldwide debut, the worldwide podcast debut. <laughs> well, thanks so much, you guys. Um, yeah, I just picked up my guitar recently this year. I've owned one for a long time and learning for a very long time, but really I've tried to uh, improve. And yeah, I, as I was playing um, uh, Stinger Buleg and playing guitar, it just kind of popped into my head um, an idea for a parody song um, and thought it would be fun to, you know, get something um, for the podcast. Hope you guys all like it. So this is a parody of Both Sides Now by the great Mitchell, fellow Canadian one, uh, for the stinger be called Both Hives Now. Uh, and it's actually, I wrote it, wrote the parody back beginning of three. So some of the uh, team names and call-outs refer back to that. But um, hopefully you guys, all right. Guns and swords. Tribute accounts. I've looked at snails that way, but now they see me on the run. They slash and kill. I try to dodge. I almost crossed the finish line, but Tim got in my way. I've looked at snails from both eyes now, from left to right, and still somehow it's illusions I recall I really don't know snails at all buds and holes on split juniper berries flinging everywhere and Blake his head popping from the hole we all know what hole that is the people's court protects me now i jump and dance to the berry hole but little gary's waiting there his gun got in my way 
for your life. Keep gates open, but watch the sword with Victor waiting, ready to gank. I looked at queens that way, but now I'm down to my last life. My team needs help, they cry out loud, and Stefan, how does he do it? His sword got in my way. I've looked at queens from both sides now, with downward dives, and still somehow it's queen's illusions, I recall. goodness wow <laughs> i i gotta clap here and hope that my noise gate doesn't oh my goodness victoria that was incredible oh thanks guys well thanks to oh. everyone on our team who inspired me right the pair oh this is it was fantastic and you know with and like with all due respect to Joni mitchell you know rest in peace Joni. i don't think that she could have had a more ironic take with her own original lyrics as you did <laughs> with your killer queen black version parody well thank you i definitely uh made it a little more of a light sounding song with my capo on a higher fret <laughs> than the original um but yeah definitely uh very inspired by her for that i have a few things to say about it uh blake uh, do you do you want to lead in though do you have anything what jumps to your mind <sighs> uh well it's just fun. It's just like it's, it tickles you when you when you get a shout out or something like that. And so I, I hope that everyone who's mentioned the song here because it's so neat, so neat and so fun. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It really I, it tells a story about, about what we're doing and sort of the personalities of the league. And it's just it's very nice. Really. Mm -hmm. uh, me, me too. And I mean, first, I think props, Victoria, to how you wrote the lyrics to speak to uh the two paths to victory and the one path to losing <laughs> thank you uh, yeah um and what really struck me though was in the first verse uh the first core i suppose the first chorus was the irony here we have the woman who again like for the first three seasons uh at least has been the uh unquestioned queen of snail and here she is singing the lyrics i i don't know snails at all and that struck me as being truly ironic. That's that moment of self-reflection where it's like, I've, I've done this my whole life, but do I really know anything about it? I think Is that how you feel, Victoria? I think one thing uh -huh. about Killer Queen Black is can really master part of the game, either snail or econ or have a great streak with military. And then the game can change just, you know, like that. And all of a sudden you feel like, what am I doing? I don't know anything. And uh, I think it, it kind of uh, why the song works with that, because there's always something you can learn and always a way you prove, I think, uh, as you're playing. So I think that was the sentiment I was for there. I can I can see that. I also wonder. I, it's not lost on me, Victoria, how you dodged the question of of speaking to which hole Blake was sticking his head on. 
That will be up to the listeners. That's <laughs> probably best that we leave it that way. So, oh dear. Yeah. So, and it, it's, it's really fun the way that you managed to give shout outs to so many of the great players in Stinger B League. I actually had a different line for the second verse. And then after the playoffs, uh, during the inception of court, many nicknames, I just had to add in the, the people's court um, afterwards. So that was oh, kind yeah. of a, the last addition, or the, I guess the most, because um, that was definitely a fan favorite of us uh, as a team, doing all the uh, big nicknames getting for great playing that round. I, I wonder, when you thought of this parody, Victoria, did you go right to this particular Joni Mitchell song? Were there other Joni songs that came to mind? Like, like how how did you conceive of, of this particular concept? Uh, I was actually playing it, um, you know, as its original song. It was saved in my you know, old guitar tabs from five years ago. And I was picking up my guitar again to improve. I was looking through old songs I used to know how to play and found it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good one. And then as I was playing it, I think the three different verses for, I think, Clouds, Love, Life, just aligned really well with the winning um, Killer Creek Black. And, and then I think I remember waking up one day at five and I couldn't. And then all of a sudden the lyrics kind of popped my head. I think it was the Victor Gang Tank one at first because that was such a, a common, <laughs> um, you know, a trope as, as we were um, playing against team. And then, yeah, it just kind of flowed there. Um, it's actually the first full song I've ever written. So, yeah, I guess. How first cool. Wow. And sang and performed in front of people before. So, yeah, a little nerve wracking, but I'm glad that you guys liked it. That's pretty, pretty fantastic. That takes a lot of courage to, you know, to make your debut, not just, you know, in front of friends and family or at a cafe, but on a podcast that could be potentially heard by everyone around the world. <laughs> the entire, every single person on the planet could potentially listen to it. I'm only shaking I mean, no a pressure. little bit. <laughs> so, yes. And because you know that the Buzzcast listenership is massive like that, right? Definitely. Yeah. It's hundred percent gone viral. So you guys started, started doing it. <laughs> it's the, my, my favorite podcast of the week I have that. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Thank you, Victoria. That's very, that's very flattering. All right. Well, I, ha- I have other, other thoughts on the song, of course. Uh, you know, most of them having to do with the, the Barry verses. And, and I, I think I'd better leave those out of the podcast because I'm not sure that uh, they'd be appropriate for publication. So, Blake, do you have any <laughs> last thoughts on that? No, I think we should let the song speak for itself as much as we can. It's just so beautiful. I think that's a great idea. Victoria, you did it live for us, but I just want to throw it out there that if you ever wanted to do a studio recording of that and uh, and to play it back again, we would love to play it on the podcast again. Okay, great. I might take you up on that. I need to learn my GarageBand app on MacBooks. So. New theme song movie. Yeah, I could, I could work <laughs> on it. We'll see how it goes. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> Oh dear, I love it. Well, with that in mind, Blake, I think that pretty much takes us to the end of our podcast for this week. I uh, would agree. I think we should make a note uh, to our listeners that we are going to be changing up our format a little bit. We have been doing this uh, from from day one. We've been 
you know, trying to record during the week and then publish by Sunday. And, you know, we're just, we're just going to give a little bit in, of insight uh, into what goes on behind the scenes here at the Buzzcast. But, you know, what we would, you know, what the goal that we sort of set out to do was to, you know, do some script writing throughout the week and then, uh, and then record, you know, sometime Friday or Saturday, somewhere along those lines, you know, edit and revise and, and master and publish on Sunday, where we kind of ended up getting to was uh, sort of doing it all on Sunday night, uh, you know, script writing, conceiving, recording, <laughs> the works, publishing. Yeah. Yeah. It got to be a bit strenuous. So what we are moving to now, Blake, is we're going to try to do it all on Monday nights instead, aren't we? We're going to give it a try, see how it works. Yep. So we're going to start recording after Stinger Bee League games and then publishing the subsequent Sunday. I don't know how that's going to work out. I, I, I might not be able to resist hitting the publish button before then. We'll see how that goes. But Oh, I don't think there's any harm in publishing it. No, I suppose up to, not. Uh, up to you, up to you. Yeah, I mean, I never did manage to pull together that questionnaire. I mean, the survey by which I mean that, you know, remember to watch the podcast, listen to the podcast for when we actually do the survey, because we still want to hear the listener feedback. And I actually do, because I don't know, you know, what's the best night for people to receive a podcast on? Is it, it made sense for me that it would be like the beginning of the week. I guess Monday is beginning-ish enough, but in any case, we all have, you know, we all have different listening habits. Some people listen on the bus during commute. Some people listen on the weekends when they're doing dishes or vacuuming. Yeah, it's true. So, uh, what was I going to say about that? Uh, oh, part one of the benefits of recording immediately after Stinger B League games is that we'll be able to have some of the uh, we're going to we'll be able to have some snippets uh, and sound bites from. If not the games from the players afterwards, we can sort of do, you know, three stars uh, or or at least first star and have, have someone from the game come in and tell us a little bit about what their thoughts were in the game. Oh my gosh, that's so Something exciting. Like that. I love that. Yeah, it does sound fun, doesn't it? Yeah. So we're, I, the big yeah. the big benefit for me is that my um, rabbit brain will still be able to maintain a solid concept of what happened during the games rather than rely on, on notes much, mm -hmm. which is very challenging. Yeah, it'll be nice and fresh right afterwards. Yeah. yeah. All right. So on that note, let's uh, let's thank Victoria so much for coming onto the podcast yet again and and playing her song for us. Oh. Both hives now. Yes, anytime. I was super happy to join again. Very excited for the rest of it. Mm -hmm. As are we. So let's. Yes, thank you, Victoria. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. Blake, let's wrap this up. Why don't we uh, give a thank you to all our viewers? Hey, thank you, all of our listeners. Yeah, them too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I guess I could publish the waveform of the podcast and people could watch the waveform as they listen. Maybe. <laughs> no, I don't know. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening in. We'll see you again next week. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. The Buzzcast is a non-commercial podcast and has no official affiliation with Killer Queen Black, its publishers, distributors, or developers. The Buzzcast theme song is Bee Sting by the band Low Doses and is used under the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License.